Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. People need to understand this is not a typical downturn. At a certain point, we will get the spread of the virus under control. And at that time, confidence will return. Now, your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. I'm not going to do anything rash or hastily. I don't do that. But the country wants to get back to work. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 Studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about time about. for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. And Mr. Mike, it's good afternoon to you, sir. It's time for mortgages, baby. Yay, mortgages. Um, and housing, so, right? And housing. housing. Yep. It's, um, it's Mortgage Matters Hour. And um, as has been the theme for the last couple of months now, we're uh, we're pre-recording this. So the time of recording today is May twenty eighth, and it's it's in the afternoon. Um, so, Mike, thanks for helping out. Appreciate it. Certainly. Anything looking more normal yet on your end? Normal, normal. What is normal? <laughs> Um, um, normal. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we're looking more normal. I drove through Morro Bay and Cayucas just to kind of see the ocean this last weekend, Memorial day weekend. And I'll tell you what looked normal. The beaches look normal. Yeah. There were people all over the place. Um, good, bad or indifferent. And, um, it made me kind of, it, it brought a, a warm, fuzzy feeling to my heart. That like things were, were going back, going back to normal? Yeah, yeah. The line at Rudell's Smokehouse was abnormal. <laughs> super long? <laughs> yeah, super long. I wanted to take my in-laws there. They just got, the, I, in my opinion, some great smoked fish tacos, but it was just ridiculous. But people were just walking around the beach and, you know, Getting everyone kind of felt a little bit awkward, you know. It seemed it just you weren't close enough to people, which I think is probably good. That's where we're at. But um, it, as far as just living, that was normal to me. It felt good. Yeah. Um, I uh, put some I put some dollars back into the economy and bought a car. There so you that go. That felt normal. That's nice. And um, what else is normal? Well, I could tell you that we'll talk on this today in the show, but the purchase environment is starting to feel close to normal. Yeah, there's a bit to talk about there. There's kind of a lot of housing data between um, the end of last week and this week. So there's some things there that we can definitely talk about. Here's my stroke of normalcy. I had a lunch meeting today inside a restaurant. Nice. What do you think about that? 
sounds pretty darn normal. It was very normal. And uh, now I just have to wait and see if I'm going to die because of it. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, there is that. But all the servers were wearing masks. In fact, one of the, the main waitress that served my table had two masks on, like a medical-grade-looking one covered by a black cloth one. And I thought, well, that's very, um, very thoughtful and, yeah, and probably difficult to breathe. Um, right. But, yeah, so... Anyhow, um, yeah, we're just uh, still sorting out what this looks like for our economy and for business and what's going to be new. Um, I, I brought the updated news. I figure this is a good place to start. First, it's going to be hard for us to talk about anything today without it being in relationship to COVID in some way, right? Because everything, this is impacting all of the numbers, all of the data, Um basically everything about life right now it seems so um i wanted to kind of start by talking a little bit about some of the uh the delinquency rate stuff um delinquency rates are up which shouldn't probably be shocking to you um mortgage delinquencies had a record surge in the month of april um 6.45% in the month, which is a lot. I mean, generally, I mean, it doubled 3% the prior month. (coughs) Excuse me. That's the largest single month increase in history. Um, Pretty wild. A lot of people having trouble with their mortgage right now. Yeah. And delinquency is the... This is just people that are late. So, um, this is, you know, and people obviously are able to get into forbearance agreements right now. So this is just people that are just in trouble and they're late. Um, the forbearance numbers are separate than this. Um, what now we see the most recent survey shows that for the number of loans in forbearances, um, is increasing right now. It's estimated, um, 4.2 million homeowners are in forbearance plans and the largest segment of the mortgage type, um, is in government loans about, um, 11.6%, um, of the loans, uh, the overall share of loans in forbearance are those that are government type mortgages. So not great news there, and that's probably why FHA, VA, uh, those programs are um, kind of battered right now. They're definitely not acting normal. Yeah. I had a client call me this week, by the way, who's um, who's in a forbearance agreement right now with the mortgage, and um, was just sharing with me that he went to buy an RV, Ah, uh, you heard me. <laughs> yeah. Trouble paying the mortgage, put it in a forbearance plan, and then applied for an RV loan. And the RV seller came back and said, no, you may not have an RV loan because your mortgage is in forbearance. So you don't get to say to one lender, I'm having trouble and can't pay you, while at the, the next breath making the argument that, all is well and you're prepared to borrow more money 
So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and now we're beginning to see the, um, you know, basically that loans that are in forbearance, it's reporting that on your credit. So somewhere on your credit report, it will state that your mortgage or if you have multiple mortgages and they're all in forbearance. But so other creditors will now know um, whether or not you're in forbearance. Um, something to consider for those that are eyeing uh, the forbearance agreement, maybe not out of necessity, but just out of desire. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, I mean, that's an interesting thing, right? How many people think, are really yeah, the need for, to help versus just want some help? There is all types of gray there, you know, and Jay, you, you came out right away within the first week of us actually having a live show when COVID, um, hit the surface here on the central coast and said, guys, if you can pay your mortgage, pay your mortgage. Um, I think that's still the resounding message I give my clients. There's just no arbitrage there of saying, well, I'm going to pocket the cash. Now, you should be standing tall and have your head up high. If you can't pay that mortgage, contacting the servicer and discussing that. I mean, that's what the CARES Act is all about. But if you just feel like, you know, it makes sense to have more cash in the bank right now, don't forget that your real estate that you own is a function of your balance sheet, which is like a bank account statement, you know, right. like some day when you sell it and all whittles down to here's what you got left over after you paid the agent's commission and the escrow closing costs, it's cash. So well, a- don't jeopardize that because you want to make, you know, three months go by with saving 3000 bucks a month. I had, a very close friend called me recently to say, hey, I want to pick your brain about um, doing this forbearance because I'm thinking about doing the forbearance. And so I said, okay. Um, now, this is a very close friend, right? So I understand the income part of this person's life. And I just said, well, you know, you're your income is not, it's somewhat affected, but not radically affected. This is a self-employed person. Um, and so what, what are you hoping happens? And really the thought was, well, if I can take a break on my mortgage for three months, I can catch up and pay off my car um, and catch up on a credit card that I've been struggling to figure out how to pay off. And yep. then I can get back to paying the mortgage. And I said, yeah, but what happens if you find out that you don't get to just add the balance on the backside of the loan? You have to pay it in a lump sum or pay more every month for some period of time where you're going to catch up on the thousands of dollars that you worked into the forbearance agreement. And ultimately, that was like what we, you know, where it arrived was it may not be worth it just because it's not free money. Um, yes, you're not going to be penalized. You're not going to be marked late or have a negative impact to your credit score, but it doesn't mean it's not reporting on your credit. Other lenders are going to see it like your credit card company, for example, this happened a lot during the great recession, um, of 08, where we had, um, creditors paying attention to one another 
right? So if you were, say you went late on one of your credit cards, it wouldn't be unusual for your other credit card companies to realize that you were struggling with another one. And then they would come through and cut all of your available credit. Or if you had a home equity line of credit, they would freeze it to where you couldn't draw on it anymore. Very, very much paying very close attention um, to, to what your general financial health is. And so if you go into forbearance on your mortgage, the rest of your creditors are going to have an idea that that you're sort of waving a white flag that you need some temporary relief and may have some yep. impact. Yeah, and let me say that just a bit further, Jay. I've got a client that's in a refinance, paying his mortgage, um, still making income. Fortunately, he had um, he has diversified income. He's receiving guaranteed payments from a company that he used to work for. So basically, kind of like a quasi-retirement plan where he's sold his clients to the firm and is receiving income for uh, an extended period of time, the next 10 years. And he has an LLC as well that he holds a couple real estate properties in. And the SBA was more than happy to give him a $17,000 loan to help inject cash into the LLC, which is solely just real estate. Um, it's structured as an 8825. And so they just hold real estate. They just manage real estate. It's with him and his two sons. He's going to have a 30-year loan for $18,000, and it's going to be 87 bucks a month. And our underwriters didn't really know how to process that. They said, well, he's making his payments, so that's not bad. But he is getting money. He's borrowing money, not to come into our transaction, but he's just getting an injection of cash. The only thing that underwriters want to assume is if you're borrowing money, you don't have money to keep up with operations. And so they were concerned right off the bat if we should close our independent transaction on his primary residence. Yeah, I, I said this before, and it's just, you know, where the logic meets the road here is if you're seeking funds, borrowing money, or in receipt of funds, I mean, there's at least a certification on all of those cares act loans that says that you need this money because of you know your business liquidity or survivability depends on it and in good faith you're you're just making the attestation that you need this money um so you know and, and i everybody's need i think is different you know, there. I can imagine lots of situations where some people just don't know. You know, maybe you apply for the loan because you don't know what your real need is, and if you're, um, you know, gonna suffer an income loss or not, or if it'll be short term enough, you know, or whatever. So it's just a, one of the tools that you need. Um, so. Well, as a consumer, just think of your sleep quotient improvement for $87 a month for 30 years you could have 18 grand today through a you know a small business administrative administration loan it makes sense but it's what we're trying to you know what we're always trying to do on this show is pump out some more facts into our listeners ears and just this community is that it's like you said you said it perfectly an attestation that you need this money the counter move to that is that any other lender might be saying, well, is the sink, is the ship sinking? You know, what am I missing here? 
right. I better look at this file again before we be the, I don't want to be the lender that, that he borrows from last and pays never. Right. So it's just important to consider those things. And here's the other thing, right? Many people aren't thinking of this, but say you forego or forbear for six months. You just really have to feel like that's so worth it to you because at the end, if you need to sell your house to get into another situation, I'm not saying be, to pay off the, the past due forbearance. I'm saying because that housing payment's no longer fitting your personal budget, you're going to need to explain to that new lender that you're going to buy a house with why you forbeared and what's coming next. Yeah, and we also learned last week from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac the it's very clear now that you need to be three, you need to make three months worth of payments on time after your forbearance um, is up in order to get a new refi or a purchase loan. So if you do a 90-day forbearance, which I understand it's really working in 90-day chunks, if you do a 90-day forbearance at the end of the 90 days, you're going to resume your payments after you've been on time for three months, you're going to be able to be eligible for a new loan. You know, you still have to qualify, right? So we're going to have to show your historical income and its stability going forward. But um, it just leaves you at that point where you've sidelined yourself for a period of six months. Um, That's right. And that's right. You know, and again, just like you said, Mike, if if you need the help, if your income is impacted, then by all means, get the help. That's what it's for. If you're evaluating whether or not you should do this strategically, be well aware that it's not a free lunch. You're you're going to pay. There's going to be some other consequences and you're going to you're going to end up having to um to walk through that. Um Anyway, we need to do the first commercial break. Um, There's a lot of housing data to talk about, so let's do that during the next segment. Uh, We can talk about the, uh, you know, how, and again, all this is sort of tempered by COVID, and um, it's affecting things. So let's look at that. We got pending sales, housing starts, new home sales, um, some of these things to chat about. So Stick with us after this short break. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 3283. 
3538. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 the Mortgage Experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 3283. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. All right, everybody, welcome back. <laughs> All right. Um, good to be back. Yeah. Oh, Mike, you're in a good mood today. Why? Well, just I productive, just, happy, healthy. I think I made the decision to be uh, positive, you know, when I woke up, and nothing, nothing's derailed me yet. <laughs> That's good. It's almost 5 o'clock, so you've, I'd say you've done, done it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Um, well, it's all about housing this show. Yeah. Because that's what, that's really the, the crown jewel we have left in this economy. Yeah. My opinion, my opinion. Well, and you know, all eyes are kind of on housing right now too. Wanting to know, um, you know, everybody seems to have some 
idea of what might be happening or maybe even hoping that one thing or another is happening. You know, I definitely hear a lot of people saying, you know, I talked to a couple borrowers this week that said, I want to get in a position where at the end of the year, when everyone's going through foreclosure and losing their house to short sale or whatever, I want to buy them. Like, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know that I expect that's going to happen. It's probably a possibility, right? Um, but uh, you know, or other people just saying, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to wait on the sidelines because I know this is going to make real estate values fall." Okay, that's certainly another opinion, and I understand why you might think that. I'm not sure I agree with it. So these data sets kind of help us wrap our minds around uh, what's happening there, and. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of skip ahead and tell you guys real quick that the data says otherwise. Right now, the data says that there, we are still in a housing crisis. And if anything, um, when you just get to the simplest, lowest common denominator, we're in a housing crisis because there's a supply problem. There's an outpaced supply because demand is too great. And that's not new. It didn't start yesterday. Um, it's not impacted um, negatively by COVID. If anything, it's continuing to press this issue of there's a supply problem. And so the, the best place to jump out here to describe what's going on with the supply is that um, new home sales for the month of April increased by 0.6% month over month to a seasonally adjusted rate of 623,000 homes. So this is well above the expectation that was for only 485,000 new home sales. Um, and, you know, it looks like, you know, it wasn't as disappointing as we feared it could be. Um, the If there's a fly in the ointment here of new home sales numbers sounding too good, it's that the year over year new home sales were down 6.2%. Um, but the consensus throughout the entire report there for new home sales was that the housing market is beginning to stabilize. So month over month, we saw a slight increase in new home sales. On the year, we see a drop um, of 6%, 6.2% on the year over year new home sales. But remember, that's the new inventory, right? These are the homes we're adding to the market. So to get a forward-looking indicator of the other health, um, you got to look at... Um, building permits and housing starts. Um, housing starts plummeted 30% in the month of April um, to a 891,000 unit annual rate. And single family housing starts are down to a 660, uh, 100,000 unit rate. So those numbers are just showing us that we know now, based on housing starts, that we're building less houses because COVID um, knocked back our ability to just get out and work and build. Um, and so you got to add that into this supply and demand equation as well. Um, yeah. Some of the local builders I've talked to, they're not losing their... I, they're definitely going to, they expect sales to be down for the year, like dollar volume of sales to yep. be down. Um, their biggest concern is not so much that the, the, um, 
the headwind or the the challenge of getting around building during this pandemic with all of the health things in mind. It's more so can the banks close on these loans with adjustments and guidelines, adjustments and timelines and adjustments and things that are required for down payment. I can definitely appreciate that they have some uncertainty about just whether or not the financial framework is going to, um, you know, it's sort of the road their car runs on, right? I mean, not so few of people are paying cash for a brand new home. So they need to know that the bank framework is, is creating the road for the car to run on. And it's, I can appreciate why there's some uncertainty there. Well, I think also it makes, it makes sense to have the uncertainty, but you got to be able to, um, many of these builders have, moving targets when when the house is built when it's done sure you know so like for example i just opened up a new contract today for a house that's supposed to be done and built and finaled in the end of july um if that house gets pushed another month in the current situation we are with the economy if another if no other um spike in viruses comes up we'll be fine there shouldn't be issues but if there are further guideline restrictions or more concerns about um, further forbearances because the virus spikes again and people have to shelter in place again, that's going to destroy their quarter four right. earnings. And so yeah. I think what's nice about the stuff you're talking about today, Jay, is that, yes, we're down. But, I mean, you feel it. I know you do. Our whole staff is feeling it. We're getting pre-approval requests on the regular now yes it's very busy there's a lot of activity and um i mean you can feel it there's you know we're in a for the most part what i'm seeing with my clients is still very much multiple offers and um and mm-hmm. again i think to this conversation it's a testament that here locally these things are true that okay. there's still a supply side problem um, and one more of the housing metrics that came out this last week, um, existing home sales. So this is your pre-owned home, your previously lived in home to put it into an auto term, but this is existing home sales, um, this plunged 30%, um, a crazy drop, but it makes sense, right? These are people that are now choosing to not sell the home that they own and live in for all the reasons, right? Maybe they don't want to, they don't think that's the right time to sell because they don't want people coming into their home, the home inspector, the realtor, the appraiser, the potential buyers that are shopping. They believe their health is better if their home is not being entered by the public. Hard to argue that logic, right? Yeah. Don't sell your home, mm-hmm. you know, and um, but then also, you know, you got people that even if that's not their thing, they just don't love the environment. You know, you're not going to get maximum marketability when a quarter of the U.S. workforce is out of work, <laughs> right? You're just the, there's not as many buyers, and the banks also are having issues. You know, you hear about self-employed borrowers getting run through the ringer or low credit score buyers not being able to do that FHA loan with the ease they were able to pre-COVID. So if you're a seller in that market, you know, you just say, well, I'm, I'm not going to sell right now because I'm going to sell when the most people can qualify for the easiest money to buy my home. And that's not today. Right. So, um, but in any case, those existing home sale number falling 30%. I mean, that's the lowest 
um, existing home sales reading, um, that's the biggest drop that we've had since they kept measure of this metric. So, um, but interestingly enough, coming out in that same existing home sales report is always a look in at price. And during this period with a 30% decline in the volume of transactions on the market, guess what that means in terms of price? Prices are up. There's a 7% increase in the average sales price of existing homes. And again, I'm going to cite this as my my fourth and final reason why um, real estate values do not have downward pressure on them today. We're starting fewer homes. We're building fewer homes. Um, existing homes are selling at a slower pace and there's still demand. And the other really interesting thing that that so we, we understand why there's these supply side issues, right? Whether it's um, the age old problems we always have, which is lack of, of availability of new lots and building opportunities, yep. lack yep. of um, infrastructure like water and maybe your town doesn't have water. So you may have lots that can't be built, right? I mean, we have some communities like that here on the central coast, um, but also affordable labor, all these other things have, these have been constraints yeah. that predate this by far so the affordable labor is near and dear to my heart that is so true jay i don't know when we did this but somewhere around the time you and i were graduating high school we just started telling kids hey don't pick up a hammer go grab a laptop and go to college yeah and it's just it's unfortunate because there's a many many good people that would make good honest, good money, electrician, plumber, framer, but they just, they're struggling in some other career because they didn't get into the trades. The, I was, I was reading just the other day, you know, Cuesta has a phenomenal welding program. Um, they're known for their welding program amongst many other things, but they have a great reputation for their welding program. And the welding industry believes that by 2024, they're going to lose like 40% of the welders within the profession. So there's this need to bring on, inspire and train and prepare the next generation of welders. And in fact, one of the Central Coast Lending employees, brother-in-law, graduated from the Cuesta program last year um, in the welding department. And he is um, able to make $100,000 a year as a welder right now. And he's super busy working and, and just thriving. And I look at that and think, man, all these trades, there's, there's so Love much that. opportunity. And, um, yeah, we've, we've talked about that for years on the show about how I think for our generation, um, and maybe this has always been the case, but I know I really felt it. When I graduated from high school, I was not on a college path. I did not take SATs. I did not believe I could or would go to college. Nobody in my family had gone to college. I thought for sure I was going to figure out which trade I was going to go into, but I felt shame over that. I had friends that, you know, their moms were wearing the college sweatshirts to the graduation and you know it was a big (laughs) talk about how these people had so prepared for this bright future of academia and I felt shame that I didn't I didn't work towards that goal it wasn't important to me and um you know and so I think I sort of carried that with me now I did end up going to school I went a little bit later but I got my bachelor's degree from Cal Poly and um 
So I, I definitely had the viewpoint of both of those things. And I look now and I tell people, um, there is a stigma. I felt it. I still see it. There's a stigma around somebody that's blue collar, you know, and I, I've been trying to do my part to, um, let people know that, man, there is no problem with being blue collar and these trades, they're very lucrative and very enjoyable. And you can have a very happy and successful life being in the trades instead of sitting behind a laptop. It's not to say anything disparaging about the people that choose, the college path or, you know, want to do things like we do today and work in financial services. Um, it's just a, it's a fantastic other option. And, and I hope that we can get back to, um, people believing that and, and not experiencing stigma. If what you want to do is weld, then by gosh, be a welder. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty interesting. Uh, anyhow, I, I, you know, we talked about all this housing data and I think it's important to just add in, um, Lawrence Yoon is the, he's the chief economist for the national association of realtors. And if you've ever met a real estate agent, it's always a good time to buy. Right. But I've never heard otherwise. Yeah. I, I think that there's some prudence in that. Just like there's never a bad time to get into the stock market. If you're always focusing on, you know, doing it, the same, uh, you know, constantly doing dollar cost averaging, doing things that make sense for investors. I think what Lawrence Yoon said, I read on a, an article just, just last week is he's not worried about existing sale homes. He's just worried about when they're going to start this year. He thinks that September is going to be our new. So Labor Day is going to be our new kickoff of the purchase season. Yeah, except for there's this guy, Fauci, that keeps saying that's probably when we're going to have the second wave of the coronavirus, which is going to be worse than the first. Yeah, (laughs) I don't I don't take I I think that, you know, Fauci's got a lot of a lot of clout. He's well respected. Um, I don't want to debate that. I think that it just is something that people if you're looking to list your house and you're just kind of scratching your head as to, oh my gosh, I should have done this last year. Just know this, there's a couple of things that we're doing preemptively as a as the, as a local Central Coast Real Estate Association and the lenders. If you want to have people in your home, the listing agent is requiring that that, well, should be requiring, and most times they are, right, Jay, requiring a pre-approval letter from an interested party that actually wants to buy your home. So should it's be no longer just the tire kickers. That it are should be, but Mike, I got a, I got an escrow this morning, um, where this is in escrow. They're on day five and getting a lender. And I was like, man, how are you guys doing this today? Um, managed to do this in this environment. It's a little bit surprising to me, but I suppose it is what it is. Mike, well, we, need to, we need to up. do the final um, we need to do the final commercial break, but when we get back, I want to talk about this a little bit more because I think you're right. There there is there's a process and a way to sort of mitigate the risk and make sure that you're dealing with only the most serious people. And we can talk about that in just a second here. So Mike, I'm gonna put you on hold and I'm gonna go ahead and fire this break. We'll take some time out to thank okay. the sponsors. And we'll uh, we'll be back in just a minute here with more Mortgage Matters. 
Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low and mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32833. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low and mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 3 in the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low and mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 3283. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. All right, here we are. 
we're back for the final segment. Uh, Mike, you uh, you were mentioning that um, I I felt bad as soon as we started the break. I'm like, oh man, this guy started to say something. I just immediately contradicted him. Um, no, no, but it, I think it, it's good. I wanna I wanna make sure we're. I mean, this is how this thing works, right? We're every agent I'm talking to, I'm asking him. Hey, how's things going? How's your production? Are you getting in touch with people? You know, half of them are saying, I'm worried. Half of them are saying, I'm busier than I've ever been. So the only way to know what's going on out there is to share. The fact that you're in day five and getting a transaction, it must be coming to you by way of referral. Like you didn't work with these clients beforehand. Uh, No, I didn't. They They weren't my clients before. In fact, it's a... It's actually a, a family member of a real estate agent. And oh, bottom line is, you know, the, these things happen, right? Where someone gets the cart in front of the horse. And my experience is usually it's because they really are confident in their ability to get a loan. Um, or they already have like, well, this is how I'm going to do my loan. And then they learn, you know, after they get into escrow on a property, they learn that their plan was not very good and it's run aground and now they're ditching into plan B. So I, I think that there's a variety of ways that it happens. But then also we'd be remiss if we didn't say, hey, guys, there's some agents that aren't great, <laughs> you know, and they're, yep. they represent buyers and they represent sellers. And so if you're a seller, um, and you can talk a little bit about this, Mike, but the, there's some protocols right now to ensure that, that you aren't unnecessarily exposing yourself to time wasters and tire kickers, right? That's right. There is, there's no, um, there's, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, no matter what the case is, there's no time for any of that. But I think what has happened in this pandemic is it's, it's forced us to really close the door to those who are not serious. And serious buyers get the same buying experience with less chatter, less, um, uh, less offers being made concurrently at the same time as theirs. And with historically low interest rates, I mean, it's just as it's not what you're telling me about these statistics. Don't shock me, but I can't wait till we do our end of June show to hear about May because the, the pulse of the market I'm in every day right now is, Hey, we want to make this offer. We want to close in 30 days. We want to go see the place. And we think it's, we think it's the place for us. And many sellers are not really balking much about being one or two or three percent under listing price unless they feel like they could get someone coming in. So you can make a good, not too aggressive, but a sound offer with historically low interest rates. I feel like we say that every three years on the show. Um, And. I want to come and back it, to that, by the way, because the last handful of episodes that we've been doing since COVID happened, we haven't done a very good job of talking interest rate. Um, but but finish up, and then let's talk about that. I just feel like there's there's so many things that are lined up. I, I'm a poker player, Jay. You know that. I, I like the idea of uh, the average Joe who waited that was a buyer that was on the sidelines and said, hey, look. It's just not the right time for me. I'm going to wait for prices to come down a little bit. Well, 
prices are likely not going to come down. You touched on that in the beginning of the show. I'll tell you what's come down dramatically, the interest rate, which, as we know, makes your purchasing power that much greater. And I mean, I'm, I'm about to send out an email as soon as this show's over to a gentleman getting an FHA loan with 5% down and a 2.5% interest rate on a 30-year loan. That's right. a fact. Yeah. I've run the credit. That's a, that's a legit deal. Um, conventional loans are just a scotch higher than that. As you know, they're usually about half a point higher. Depending on the loan amount, I mean, we're looking at 3.125% interest rates right now on half a million dollars borrowed. Right. And that that does create some real opportunity. In fact, um, every now and again, I find myself in these conversations with real estate agents who they're asking me, hey, how can I make sense to a borrower that these rates are so low? Um, they're, they're thinking that the home might come down $15,000 in price. But what happens if interest rates go up a quarter of a point or a half a point? And you know, uh, six months ago, interest rates were up more than a half a point from here, maybe even arguably a whole point from here. So there has been a real, a real savings and a, and a change in your purchasing power. Um, cause guys, there's this really, the, the monthly payment to the loan is super simple. First of all, you got the amount that you're borrowing, Right. You've got the yep. the length of term, the amortization of how long Duration, you have to pay yep. it back, and then you've got the rate at which you're borrowing. So those things have a relationship. So if your rate suddenly goes well below normal to where we are with these historical lows, where we're talking about you know interest rates attainable in the two percent range at times, you've got um, that means that. Either you stay at the same purchase point that you're at and just enjoy a lower monthly housing cost, or you could increase your potential reach and maybe be able to buy the home with the extra bedroom or, you know, with the view or in the school district, the thing that maybe you yearn for. And, um, you know, it's, it's really, it's phenomenal to see. And it's, it's hard for people that don't do this every day, can't really understand, but, but I'll put it to you this way. It's about, you know, $500 a month for every $100,000 worth of house that you borrow, right? So when you experience interest rates dropping like this, that might save you $100 or $200 a month, depending on loan amount, that can be equivalent to thirty or $50,000 worth of purchase price, which may make the difference from buying a condo to buying a home in some markets, right? So it's exciting. These rates are great. They are very low. They're officially lower than they were after the, the, the great recession of 08, that financial crisis we always reference. These rates are very low. And, you know, and again, I know oftentimes if you listen to the show, you've been a long time listener to the show, we have belly ached about some of the challenges or the products that are going away or um, minimum credit score requirements, all those kind of things. But I just, I wanted to spend a few minutes here and make sure that it was well understood that um, the loan industry is alive and well. Um, it is, yeah. 
it is really um, and arguably maybe thriving. Um, you know, for example, last month we had the busiest month we ever had. The month of April for our company was, I mean, it was huge. We just had a great month where we... I mean, we were at like 1.5x, our best month ever. Yeah, um, more than... Um, more than doubled and heading into triple the average month that we had for the entire prior year. And this month is falling into line to be about double um, what our average month was for last year. And no meaningful changes to staff. It's just a function of these low rates driving people in. So, um, and then I talk to a lot of retirees too, Jay. I, that's kind of that's one of the markets I like to to dabble in. I like their stories. I like sitting. I'm like old school. I like to sit at the kitchen table with them and work out a deal. And I call this right now what we're in this rate environment. I call this upgrading your armor. I mean, if you've got rental properties that you've held, maybe you've paid the loan down for the last 10 years, or maybe it's been 15 years. Maybe there's just a chunk of the loan balance left and you want to switch into a 30 year mortgage right now, just to cash flow better. Your goal is not to pay that sucker down or pay it off, but just to cash flow better today. I mean, what better time to combat what the economy is throwing at you to look at a refinance on your rental properties? Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's, it's a good time to just revisit it and make sure that you're doing, you know, that you're use the experts like us to make sure that what you're doing kind of a financial well-being checkup, you know, just like you go to the doctor to make sure your blood pressure is still good, you know, check in and make sure that what you're doing is still smart. Um, we're running out of time here and, and I'll leave you with this, Mike, I, I helped um, a client yesterday and he hasn't accepted my offer yet or not, but we're just trying to figure out it's a guy who's got a growing family. He's having another child and finances are a little bit tight and he's, he's got a second on his house because of his solar carries a couple credit cards and a couple car loans. Um, but he's got a tremendous amount of equity in his home. And so I said, Hey, you owe, you know, $325,000 on your house. But your other bills have you in a position where when I add all of that up, the total outflow to make the car loans, the credit cards, and the mortgage is at about $3,900. We give you a new 30-year fix, do a cash-out refi to pay all that stuff off, and the payment total now is $2,600 a month. Wow. That's a meaningful change. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to suggest that's, that's like the right thing. That's like having some type of part-time elf working for you and just I mean, paying you every month. So sometimes you need to look at those kind of solutions, and those are the kind of things that we um, that we want to help with. So I, I want to say this. We only have about 30 seconds left here, but I just want to tell everybody, if you're listening right now and you have a mortgage with an interest rate that's higher than 3.5, you should call. 3.5 is about the, the mark right now where if you're above that, you should call. Let us help you. Um, we're, we're making loans and you can find us on the web at centralcoastlending.com or you can call us at 805-543-LOAN and we're happy to help you out. Mike, thanks for helping with the show today. And, um, as always appreciate your help and everybody else be safe and we'll be back soon with another episode of Mortgage Matters. Be well.